Hey, what's going on? I'm Daryl, and this is uh, Iron, Addicts Fanat- Iron Fanatics 101. It's been a while since I've done this podcast. Been taking a break from it. Realized that it takes a lot of work to do it every day. And to do it every day, you have to have a lot of material. So I kind of just put it aside for a little bit. Plus, I've been dealing with some uh, personal stuff. So today, or this evening, which is New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2018, we're coming to an end. And one of my New Year's resolutions, or just something that I want to do, I like podcasting. I love listening to podcasts, especially Joe Rogan's. It's almost something I have to have in my life. Um, it's just about educating yourself but and uh, opening yourself up to new views. His podcast does it. I'm not trying to be a follower, but I, uh, I love my podcasting. And I do know that I have a lot of things that I could share. Especially about fitness that I'd like to share with you folks. As you can tell, I'm just rambling. And that's what this podcast is going to be about. Unfortunately, I don't have my buddy Eli with me at this moment. Figured that I'd probably bring him in occasionally. And that's another thing too is when we, uh, when I decided to start this podcast with Eli... Realized that it wasn't that easy because, uh, you know, as the days and months went on, we were both dealing with in our own shit and we couldn't exactly make it. We were not always at the gym at the same time together, which made things a little difficult. So after, after procrastinating, 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 and telling myself week after week that I was going to do this. Here I am. <laughs> I'm finally going to fucking do this. Because I'm tired of uh, not doing it. So, I guess that's one of my one of the things. Not necessarily re- resolution, but just... Fuck these resolutions. God damn it. Just... You know... I just wanted... I want to be able to... Um, been wanting to do this for a while, so that's why I'm not calling it necessarily a, resolu- a news resolution. I just there's certain things in my life that I want to change, living my life a little bit differently, and you know, by doing a podcast, by saying it out loud, you kind of have to stick to it. So finally, here I am, once again, like I said. Stop procrastinating and just fucking do it. I told myself that I would. Um, I told myself that just get on the mic, just get behind a microphone and start talking. That's all you have to do. Don't worry about. There's no. There's no um, timeline to this. Just me rambling. 
I have a couple of uh, a couple of things that I want to share with you guys. My experiences with them, such as um, CBD oil, marijuana, those type of that type of stuff. How it's helped me in my life. Why well, I stopped using it for a little while. It's great stuff, but it's also pricey as well. And fitness. I've been, I've now been training. Holy shit. Coming up in 2019. 2019? Coming up in 2019, I'll be 33. January 21st. This year, bitches. This year. Holy shit. Some of you can say that you've been training for a long time. But, hope. Yeah, it's hard to believe that I've already, oh, that I'm only, I'm only 33, coming up on 33 on the 21st of January, 33, and I started working out when I was 13, so, um, so yeah, sorry, CBD, and fitness, and working out, and uh, how I've come to kind of retrain my mind a little bit so here we go i'm just gonna start it off um like i said well, i guess uh, i apologize for me going back and forth but hey sometimes that's just the way it goes anyways so like i said um yeah i'm i'm it's pretty crazy. I'm 33, January 21st. I was born January 21st, 1986. So, uh, yeah, 20 years, man. 20 years of... Uh, now, not all those years were necessarily consistent because, as you know, when you're, thir- when you're in your teens... You'll be very lucky at a younger age if you can get your shit together. Not a whole lot of people can get their shit together. I still don't have my shit together. You know? A father. You know? I'm a single dad. A single dad of uh, 33. Uh, I got separated about two years ago. Two years ago? Yes. And my, uh, my son, Kai... Who is a beautiful little boy? I fucking love that kid so much. Um, yeah, he's five. He just turned five on December seventh. Really happy about. It. I mean, it changes everything. So, anyways, yeah. Um, Twenty years in the gym, man. Holy shit! Like I said, <laughs> like I said, you're not always uh, consistent. Not always consistent, but yeah, I've been working out. My mom signed me up. Uh, mom signed me up when I was 13 years old for weight training for teens. That's changed now, but 13 years old. That's when you could go into yeah, but you had to be super. You had to be supervised, so you had to go in. Yeah, you had to go into the gym at times when it was supervised. There had to be a uh, certified bullshit. Sir, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there had to be a certified personal trainer uh, on 
because the, at the gyms they have uh, their supervised times, say from like three to five or four till one ever ten. They have their times for when the gym is supervised. When they have someone that knows, air quotes, knows what they're doing. Just like school, just because you take a course doesn't necessarily mean you know anything about it. Sometimes the people that, like myself, who have done the uh, practical work for the last 20 years probably know a hell of a lot more than people that have actually read a fucking book and actually put the uh, put it to the test. That's just how I'd roll. Mind you, don't get me wrong, there are some very intelligent people out there that uh, know what they're doing, who have had the who have the education. But there's also a lot of fucking idiots out there that don't know what the hell they're doing. Anyways, so 13 years old, going to going to a gym, had to be supervised, all that. Yeah, you have to be supervised. So. Reason why I got hooked into the gym. Reason why I got hooked, got into the gym. I'm going into the gym was because hey, you're playing hockey. You're getting into it's a contact sport. Thirteen years old, I believe you're. Pee wee, yeah, I think you're pee wee bantam. In between that, those ages. Nonetheless, I was a very small kid, going to high school, grade nine. First year of high school, um, grades 9 to 12, I was 5'1", 100 pounds. Half, um, that is more than half the weight that I am now. So, yeah. I was tiny. Holy shit, was I tiny. I can remember stepping on the scale and I was just like, Yes! You know, when that 99 turns to 100, you're just like, yeah, all right, I finally fucking did it. Well, that was the same thing. That was the same reaction I got when I finally got over 200 pounds at 5 foot 8 or 5 foot 9, whatever the hell, however high, tall I am. That was the same reaction that I got for myself. Was that? <laughs> was uh holy shit yes i finally fucking made it over over the um the 200 pound mark takes a long time takes a lot of consistency so anyways yeah my mom and roll it got me into weight training for teens you know you have to go into uh when you first start off you have to go into the gym and you have to you know be supervised in a group and you're introduced to all the all the uh, machines because it's safer than doing free weights. You have, um, I guess with machines, you have more, you ha- you do have more control. It's the same thing as doing free bench just with the bar as to a Smith machine bench. Smith machine bench is, is safer than doing a barbell bench. Because the Smith machine, it does have, um, it has safeties to it. So you don't kill yourself. You don't strangle yourself on that fucking thing. It has cables as well. There's all, anyways. So, 
Yeah, we. So that's what you do. You uh, as a weight training for teens, you get in. You get in with a uh, a supervisor in a group, and they rotate you through the, all the all the machines. Make sure you know what the hell you're doing. I think they do that for a week. One week in the evenings for one hour or something like that. Anyways, so. The, you know, I did this to gain weight for hockey. Like I said, I was very small as a kid, 5'1", 100 pounds. Not very big. Got thrown a lot, around a lot in the gym. So, um, you know, def- I, you know, by my grade 12 year, I think it was by my grade 12 year. So I guess in four, four years... Well, and plus you have puberty and you're growing and you got all your hormones and shit like that are getting all, fu- you know, they're going through the roof and, you know, you go, yeah, you're going through all that shit. So it, depending on, depending on yourself, it could be, it could be easier or harder to put on weight. For me, it's not, not exactly easy, uh, especially, it's not that easy to put on weight right now. Um, anyways. So going to grade 12 year, I believe I was 170, 175 pounds, I believe. So yeah, I definitely put on some some muscle and some mass. So that took four years. 170, 175 pounds. Um, feeling good, you know. I was so small in, in high school, starting off in high school, that they I was actually asked to be a coxswain, coxman. For rowing. That's the little guy that sits at the front of the boat and he tells the the rest of the boat what to do. I was just thrown in. Had n- zero rowing experience. Had zero rowing experience. But because I was the smallest guy in high, one of the smallest guys in grade nine, they asked me to do it. Lightweight at the front of the boat. I was also the one that got picked on. Got, you know, picked on, bullied, yada, yada, yada. High school, fucking hated it. Absolutely hated it. The only thing I liked about high school was was doing, um, yeah, there's some class I enjoyed, but PE was my main thing, fitness was my main thing, always has been, always, always has been, so graduated, you know, going through high school, you know, getting bigger, putting on mass, 175 pounds, so after school, you know, Continued on with the hockey, continued on with the refing. Did above minor. Now above minor is, you know, there's Adam, Pee Wee, Bantam, Midget. Some cases there's juvenile. Actually, no, in all cases, there's juvenile, uh, which is under 21s. And then there is Junior B and Junior A. I got into, uh, shortly after high school, I got into Junior B hockey. Um, you know, had fun, and uh, then I got into, you know, I was prospected for Junior A, uh, which here is the Victoria Grizzlies, and I was, so I was prospected for Junior A, and, um, was going really well, I was really enjoying things, until... I um, dislocated my fucking kneecap, breaking up a fight. Holy shit, does that hurt? The amount of adrenaline, 
Fuck me. This look, I basically I was standing still, trying to hold the guy back. And then, I twisted slightly, because there was a guy that was behind me trying to hit hit him, try to hit the guy that I had. Well, my knee decided to give out. It dislocated. It somehow popped back in. So basically, fell to the ice. Guys are still fighting. This and hurt like fucking anything. Laying on the ice. In pain. Hurts like hell. The amount of just, it hurt a lot. I uh, had no idea what happened. So, um, it was so, it was so bloody painful. I couldn't walk on it. I wanted to skate. And right after that game, I was scheduled to do my first junior A game. Well, not necessarily, no, it wasn't for my first one. It was, uh, one of my first ones. I guess you could say it was the first time I had actually been scheduled to do a junior A game, to do a regular season junior A game. This was right after I had uh, been prospected and given the go to do junior A. <sighs> I can, you know, I can remember that those day that day where it was just like uh, a guy named by the name of Frank Broders who was in charge. And my supervisor, Galen Brewer. And it was just, you know, at, you know, I basically had, you know, it was a big deal for me. I had a scout come over. Scout, um, Frank Broders, came over, looked at me and my buddy. You're good to go, Daryl. Okay. They didn't tell me that, though. They didn't tell me that yet. Um, but they liked what they saw. They definitely liked what they saw. Did the game, did the Junior B game on a Friday night. And I was, I, I believe I was scheduled to do the, uh, I was scheduled to do the Junior A game the next, next night in, on Saturday. Until this shit happened. <laughs> Until this fucking shit happened. And so my world kind of, you know, came to a halt because ho hockey at that time was just, I've been working my ass off for this. I didn't get provincials. I didn't get prevent. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I got provincials that year. No, the provincials were in the provincials for junior B, which is called the Cyclone Taylor Cup, is in uh, was in Victoria that year. I think it was the first time. Anyways, it was a big deal for me. Didn't they didn't do the Cyclone Taylor Cup, and then I was here. I was good to go for junior A, and I get fucked up on ice. My own problem. My knee dislocates. I'm out for the year. I can't remember how those sequent events actually, because now that I'm saying it, um, I believe I ended up coming back. I can't remember. Anyways, I dislocated my kneecap. Took some. T ended up taking some time off. I was, t you know, later that night. It was to say, oh dear, shit, really. You you just dislocated your kneecap. Now you can't skate for a while. Shit. Guess I'm gonna you know. I guess we're gonna have to tell Frank he can't do it. The game tomorrow night because you were now skate. Unannounced to you, you were supposed to do the game tomorrow night, but now you can't because you dislocated your kneecap. Shit. That sucks. 
Um, was probably for the best because after that, my dad asked me if I uh, enjoyed doing it, enjoyed officiating. So after sitting down and thinking about it, I was like, you know what? Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. So I believe, uh, yeah, after that, I decided to hang up the skates from officiating. I believe that was it. I can't I can't remember if I worked my I came back and worked my ass off during playoffs. I don't think I did. Anyways, that's another life. My officiating life. That's another life. In hindsight, do I wish I could have come back? Because now that we have the Western Hockey League in town, how my life would be a little bit different. No, because I have my son. And my son means the absolute fucking world to me. You never knew how much you could love someone until you have a kid. That's my take on it. I seriously do this. You know, they piss you off like crazy. They will drive you absolutely nuts. Just with the shit that they do. Kids are amazing. So, that's... uh so, you know, in hindsight, what would have happened if I was stuck with officiating, stuff like that? Because ultimately what happened was once I stopped officiating, a new, new uh, I didn't know it, but a new door opened for me. A new door opened for me uh, once, once, and sometimes you have to do this. Listen to some people. Ask yourself the question that my dad did. Do you enjoy it? Do you enjoy what you're doing? I will come back to this. Because I had the same thing. I had the same sort of mental thought. Tonight. About fitness. So. At that point in time in my life. Being young. I can't remember how old I was now. But being young. Yeah, I took a break. I took a break from it. Had some time to think about it. I was basically forced to do take a break because of my knee, you know. Um, but then again, I didn't fully take a break because I, you know, I was going to physio. I was going just to get my knee fucking fixed up. Um, because that basically, you know, physio led me to be in the gym a lot more. I wasn't skating because of my knee. I was in the gym rehabbing my knee, trying to get better, trying to think of what the next step was. And event, and that led to, you know, that that actually led to where, yeah, that did lead to where I am now. This all kind of ties in. This all kind of ties in quite well. So I took a time, I took time away from hockey, spent more time in the gym, going to physio, that was great, getting my knee rehabbed. And what basically what had happened was I have loose joints. Um, they're not exactly tight. <laughs> I have bad, I have bad, you know, I have loose knee joints and stuff like that. Um, I think that's what, the, what it is. Anyways, so what had happened was when I dislocated my kneecap, I had actually stretched out the ligaments uh, mainly on the inside. I mean, my knee. I think uh, 
I think he said both sides, but I think it was mainly the inside of my knee. The ligaments had been stretched out. What can you do about that? That I that I was told about then? Strengthen the knee. Strengthen the inside and outside of your knee. Bring the tighten up the muscles, make them stronger around your knee so that your knee is stronger and more stable. Because your knee pops out, what happens? It's going to stretch some things out. So that's what I ended up doing. I ended up uh, getting some things sorted out there. Went to physio. He gave me some exercises to bring my to bring everything back to normal. So we did that. We 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 uh, did some exercises to strengthen my knee. So so it wasn't so loose. Strengthen the muscles around my knee. And that's what we did. During this time, I'm spending a lot of time in the gym. A lot of time in the gym. At this point in time, I believe I was spending anywhere from... I was doing doubles a week. That meaning I was training everything twice a week. Uh, I only trained legs once a week because I was skating so bloody much. I would skate, I think, anywhere from two to four times a week. Um, two to four? Maybe not that. Well, that was including minor hockey, I believe. So between junior hockey and uh, between junior hockey and minor hockey, I believe I was skating um, like two, at least one or two junior games a week. And then I think I was doing like another one or two, maybe more minor hockey game, because that's what you have to do when you're when you're in the above minor program. You have to give back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in junior B, you're in junior A. You're big, somewhat of a you know big, bigger wig. <laughs> that's where you want to fucking put it. But part of the program is hey, we've helped you out get to the junior B above minor program. Time to get your ass back into it and give back to the kids and tell them, show them the ropes. Where the hell was I going with this? I can't remember. Goddamn pot. <laughs> so, anyways. So I was training, training, training in the gym, bringing everything together. Uh, that's right. That's where I was going with it. My schedule. Um, training. Training legs once a week, skating three to four times a week, if not more. Uh, basically doing my thing. Um, that's what. Sorry, that's what I was doing before. After or that was what I was doing before I injured myself. Then when I injured myself, I was doing. Uh, I was still just spending lots of time in the gym. Um, you know, training body parts twice a week except for my legs still rehabbing it i actually do maybe i was doing uh light uh you know a physio day with my legs and then i maybe i was doing a hard day with my legs heavier days so when you spend so much time in the gym you know even now it gets a little repetitive and sometimes you have to take a break but I ultimately wanted to see where where it went for me. I wanted to see where the fitness would go for me. And I had a friend who I hadn't seen in years. And I specifically remember this. 
walking at the gym one day, ran into her, uh, my good friend Jill Tenning. I haven't seen her in years. Uh, I think she's uh, one of these like ultra triathletes. I believe she actually, uh, for some reason, I think she she represented Canada somewhere around the lines. Very nice girl. Um, when I've grew I grew grew up with Jill throughout the years. Uh, somewhere on the lines, you know, have schooling and stuff like that. You kind of go onto your own path and stuff like that. Long story short, ran to Jill. It had been years since I had seen her. And, of course, I had put on some weight. I had put on quite a bit of weight. And at this time, I was hovering in around 190, 195 pounds. I, okay, I lied. 185 to 190, 185 to 195 pounds. I think 185, 192. Okay, we'll say that. So I'd put on some weight. I'd put on another 10, 15 pounds or nearly 20 pounds after high school. So she walks up to me and she says, hey, how's it going? Long story short, she's like, you're looking, man, are you bodybuilding? What? Yeah, are you bodybuilding? You put on some size. No, I haven't. I was, that's right, I was working at the time. I think about, I think I was working graveyard shift. Because when she asked me that, it kind of stuck. It stuck to me. And I thought about it all night. I believe I ended up looking it up. But I wasn't that educated on what bodybuilding was, I don't think. This is in my early 20s. Early 20s? Maybe mid-20s. So, yeah, she asked me, hey, are you bodybuilding? A friend, you know, he's about the same weight as you, and he does physique. I believe that's what she said. Anyways, Jill put, put the bug in my ear to start competing. Thought about thought about thought about it. This time, as we're also working at um, Perks Recreation Center. Um, panor- between Panorama Recreation and Perks Recreation. Mainly at Panorama. And so she asked me about bodybuilding. So, thought about it, thought about it, thought about it. Happy New Year, everybody, by the way. It's now 12.05 Victoria, B.C., Canada time. Happy, 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 happy anniversary. Happy New Year to all. Hope, uh, hope you guys all have a safe, um, have a safe, uh, fun and safe New Year's. So, happy new year to you all. Sorry, I just got sidetracked. I hear the fireworks from, I believe it's Bushyard Gardens here. Hearing the fireworks outside. And reminding myself, oh, hey, it's actually, it's uh, it's new year. <laughs> it's 2019 now. Jan- January 1st, 2019. So, um, back to the bodybuilding. Yeah, I got, the bug was stuck in my ear. The bug was put in my ear. Couldn't stop thinking about it. Still training like an, you know, still training like crazy in the gym. I just about said animal. <laughs> Fuck, I love it when people. This is a little side note. 
fucking love when people say, oh, I'm trained like a savage. Trained like an animal. Uh, are you really? Who's telling you that? How about you just say, I'm training hard. Because, you know, I'm just gonna, I just laugh at that. I kind of do. Um, let's not get too, uh, too crazy with, uh, some of the words you guys fucking use on social media here to, to buff yourselves up. It's fucking hilarious sometimes. Because, um, not gonna mention, I'm just saying. There's some people who were, whose warm-up is harder than your fucking actual workout. And you're calling yourself a savage. Fuck off. You know, maybe look at the people at the top of the game. They train like savages. That's why they're at the top of the game. Anyways. I find a funny one. Little Joe Blow is like, yeah, I'm training like a savage right now. Yeah, I'm a monster right now. I look at you, I'm just like, oh boy. That's something you might want to keep to yourself. Because uh, I know people that have harder warm-ups than you do. Maybe you should spend a little bit more time in the gym. Or just keep it to yourself that you think you're training like a savage. Maybe it feels good to you. But anyways, good luck to you. So, anyways, back to work, anyways, back to working out, um, so anyways, yeah, bodybuilding, 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 it, uh, so I went, so yeah, I got into bodybuilding, And, well, I started to um, look more into it. I started to look more into bodybuilding. And since I was actually working at Perks, there's actually a lady I ran into. Sandra. Sandra Reed. Awesome woman. Amazing woman. Um, she helped me and my now ex-wife. Get into uh, get into bodybuilding. So I was I'm st- still very passionate about fitness, st- but you just sometimes you gotta take a break. So sorry if I uh, if I um, end up getting a little sidetracked here. Um, eh, well, whatever. It's all about the same sort of stuff. So, let's see here. But, so yeah. Anyway, so I'm training away. Training, and then I finally, you know, I figure out that, yeah, I want to train in bodybuilding. I want to get up on stage. So, got, got into that. And, uh, I guess it, it, you know, a bit short-lived, but I still love this. I still love it. A bit short-lived, but I still love it. 
Because I only competed twice. I only competed twice, but I loved it. I loved it. It was awesome. It was amazing. Um, maybe because I didn't do it, ex because it's their first time doing it, you don't really, um, let's see here. Bodybuilding is not for everyone. That's where I'll go with this. Bodybuilding is fun, but it's not, it's definitely not for everybody. It take it is a whole shitload of mental strength. It's more mental than physical, even though it's man, mainly it looks mainly physical. It's mainly about mental strength. Doing that, you're depleting yourself. Let's just put it this way: you go from one side of the spectrum. Of trying to put on as much lean muscle, as much mass as you possibly can. Lean muscle. Not fat. You're going to get fat at the same time. You're going to get a little chunky, a little fluffy during the same time. But bodybuilding is all about putting on as much muscle, lean muscle, and mass as you possibly can in a short amount of time. And then stripping as much fat off your body as you possibly can by lowering your diet. Imagine that. So, I, so, I got into bodybuilding. I was in a class, posing class with two other girls, two other lovely ladies. Shay, Shay, and um, who is now my ex-wife, um, Cheryl at the time, she changed her name to Adrian, but Cheryl at the time, a beautiful woman, beautiful young woman, so we got it together, shortly after we started dating and, you know, we ended up getting married, having a kid, and our relationship moved very quickly. And now we have Kai, the wonderful little Kai guy. During this time, you know, I'm not going to get into do too much detail because there's really not that much too much detail about it. But and I chose to do bodybuilding. She ended up doing bikini. She did one show. I did two. I did first show, the Fit Life. Uh, I believe it was one of the first shows in, in Victoria at the McPherson Playhouse. Had a great time. Did I know exactly how to do the cutting and the dieting and stuff like that? No. Which probably, which is why I made it easier for me to compete because I didn't really know what I was doing. Therefore, I didn't really do it properly. So, yeah. But I still had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's probably, it was, um, just getting up on stage in front, you know, getting up on stage in front of 2,000 people, pardon me, getting in front of, getting up on stage in front of 2,000 people when you're 
in a basically a speedo. Can you imagine that? You're standing in front of two thousand plus people in a speedo with protan. Protans to make your skin darker so that the definition of the muscles show better in the lighting. I got placed. I can remember I got placed in the middle. I was the last call out, but I got placed in the middle. I believe I was 11 out of 16. Can't remember how exactly it went, but anyways, placings didn't fucking matter to me. I was just, I was just told by my coach to have a great, have gone, have fun, experience it. I don't even know if I want to get into this subject because it leads to so much more. Oh, my God. Do I really want to get into this? Maybe I'll get into it later. But, yeah, I'll get into it maybe a little later. This podcast could take a little while. When you are competing, a big suggestion, when you're getting into anything for that matter, and you haven't done it before, there's a difference between getting into fitness for fun. Just the building blocks to bodybuilding. Getting into fitness. Getting into competing. So you have fitness. That's the doorway to, you know, that's the first doorway. Getting into fitness. Working out. Getting the blood going. Getting your muscles bigger. Growing. Getting leaner, getting bigger, you pick your battle. Some people use fitness for tennis. Some people use it for hockey like I did. Some people use it for bodybuilding, and that's a lifestyle. Fitness is a lifestyle. Bodybuilding in the fitness industry and that and competing in bodybuilding is the most unhealthiest thing ever. You're going, like I said, you're going from one end of the spectrum to the complete opposite. You're going from trying to put on as much lean muscle mass. You may get a little fluffy, put on a few pounds that you don't know what necessarily want. You're eating, you know, you have a certain amount of macros and what macros, fuck. You have a certain amount of protein, fats, and carbohydrates that you have every day. Then when you start competing, and depending on it, however long you feel, how long you want to cut for you go to the complete opposite ends of the spectrum okay scratch what you just finished fucking doing now we are going to gradually over the next depending on how many weeks you decide to do it some people do 16 some people do 12 weeks some people do 16 some people do 20 weeks it's crazy that's how much time they get, depending on the condition that they're in at that time, when they very first start prep, you can go from, you can do, some people do 20 weeks just to make sure that they're on target a month or a few weeks ahead of their competition schedule. So if you decide to do 20 weeks, more than likely, either you really want to be in really good shape or you're really out of shape and you know that you have a lot of work to be done and you have to strip off a lot of a lot of fat. There's going to be some muscle loss in there, but mainly fat. 
So then you're going to the complete opposite end of the spectrum, and you're trying to now shred as much possible fat off your body as you possibly can and dehydrate yourself by the end of it so that you can show off how much muscle you have on your body in a certain fashion that looks to to the judges like you have an hourglass look meaning you have big broad shoulders big huge arms big chest going down the body your abdominals they are shredded your obliques are shredded you have a tiny waist some of you don't you may have a th depending on your waist size it depends on how broad your shoulders you're gonna have to work on your shoulders so basically you want to go from your shoulders be as broad as you possibly can with the lats engage and the chest and bringing it down to a v taper with your waist and if you have a bigger waist you're well anyways that's another story you want to have a tiny little waist, little fat on it, and then you balloon out again, meaning you want to have huge ass quads and glutes and hamstrings to make the hourglass look because that's what an hourglass looks like. It goes from big, 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 small, 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 big, 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 big. That's what you want to look on stage. Look like on stage. Bodybuilding is not healthy, but it's fun. Meaning, when you're in the gym trying to put on muscle mass, it's a lot, it can be a lot of fun. Absolutely. It can be a ton of fun. You know, uh, there's, there's, different, uh, there's a lot of different aspects to it, but it's not very complicated. It's actually very simple. You make it as complicated as you can. A lot of people do do that. By adding drugs, by adding all these weird nutrition, by adding all this weird, all these weird exercises and shit like that, because they think that they know something that somebody else doesn't. <sighs> My God, I could go on and on and on about this. It's funny how people nowadays have like fucking th three, four different people that look after them. Where some of the greatest bodybuilders out there had one or none. Dwayne Yates had one, I think one person looking after him. He's one of the things I believe he said said was that one of the things he liked about it was that he he did everything. He was his own guinea pig. He did everything. That was the fun part for him. Was, I believe, you know, trying to figure out his nutrition, trying to figure out his meal plans and stuff like that. He did everything. One of the greatest bodybuilders of all time, if not the one, yeah, I would say top, top three in my mind. Arnold, Dorian Yates, and somewhere, I probably Ronnie because he trained like a madman. Probably Arnold, Ronnie, Dorian in my mind. Yeah, I'll train like fucking madmen. Different eras, though. Aren't, yeah, anyways. People make things really con confusing nowadays.
I think it's fucking ridiculous. I can't stand it. That's why I just go into the gym and do my own fucking thing now. So, anyways, got got into bodybuilding, loved it. And, uh, and yeah, man, it's just, uh, it's a crazy sport. It's a crazy fucking sport. So, yeah, if you're, you know, if you're thinking about getting into it, uh, I think where I was going was, you know, there's a lot of things, there's, it's simple, but there's a lot of simple shit to it. It costs a lot, too. <laughs> I can remember running my V's up to, like, six grand because of it. Oh, fucking hell. What the hell happened? You, there's certain things you just don't think about. You have your... So you have your meals. Key. You have your gym pass. You have your gas. You have, you know, everything that you have to take care of outside the gym. You have the time against the gym. Hour and a half, two hours in the gym, working, dieting, making sure that your meals are correct. Okay, so then you have that stuff. Then you, if you decide to do chiropractics and, and massage therapy, because that's, you know, if you're really getting again that detail, okay, go for it. Then you have your, then you have women, you have your bikinis or your, you know, your suits. Men, we're pretty simple. Uh, and I don't think it's nearly as much as women is, but you have your board shorts or you have your little speedo. That's what that's. It's not a speedo, but that's what it fucking looks like. Um, and then you have your pro tan stuff like that. Heads up, pro tan. Holy shit, spray tanning. That shit is not cheap. Fuck me. I didn't realize that I was gonna be spending. I think it was like eighty bucks for th- two or three coats of spray tan just for me to go to Vancouver and find out. Oh, you have to spend another hundred bucks on another like one or two coats of spray tan. Fuck. I think I think it only most runs for the from like if depending on depending on depending on how much how many layers and shit how dark you have to be. It could run up to like a couple hundred, a few hundred bucks for fucking pro tan. Then you have your, like I said, you have your suits and stuff like that. Me, it costs, I think, like 20 or 30 bucks for my little trunks, my little Speedo shorts. But then you, uh, but then women, holy shit, I didn't realize how much that stuff cost. You can get go from, yeah. You can maybe find something decent. <laughs> I laugh because decent meaning maybe a hundred and something bucks. I think Cheryl at the time paid like a hundred and something bucks, maybe less than that for her suit. It was beautiful. She looked wonderful, and she looked amazing in it. Wonderful. She looked she looked sexy as hell in it. She looked gorgeous. But then there's some people who uh, if you. Higher levels, national level, I believe you're looking at because then you get into real, uh, real um, jewels and stuff like that, uh, real crystals. I think some of can go well. You can just imagine if you want that real, the real diamonds and real shit on your fucking suit, um, re- or real um, jewels on your suit or whatever, real rocks on your suit, then you're looking at a few hundred bucks. I think some girls have told me that they spend like a few hundred bucks on that shit. 
Anyways, suits don't cost much. Are, yeah, they. Yeah, it's a bit of a, you know, bite the bullet sort of thing. Shit. <laughs> so you have that. Yeah. That's you, and you're not even at the show yet. Then you have, you know, and then you have your preparation. And if you, if you're traveling, um, man, fitness, body, bodybuilding, you know, it's not like hockey. It is not like, <sighs> bodybuilding is not like hockey or golf or any other team sport where you have to stay on, stay on target for your meals or your body depletes itself with hockey you could probably get away with eating twice a day three times a day maybe four times a day depending on how quickly you burn fuel um with any other sports you have to be prepared okay i guess the difference is you have to yes you have to be prepared in a, any other sport <laughs> But they don't rely on how your body looks. You don't give a shit about you. You only give a shit about how your body feels and how prepared you feel on game day. And how, yeah, how you how you're feeling and how you think you, how how you know know you're gonna perform because up until that point you should know how your body works and how your body is gonna perform. Under all that gear, who gives a fuck about you, what you look like? That's the complete opposite of bodybuilding and fit and competing in fitness. Sorry, not competing in fitness because I know with like strongman and stuff like that. Okay, that's competing in fitness. So if you're showing off your physique like you are in bodybuilding, you, man. And I do understand why people, yeah, I guess to to an extent, this is why you you have your nutritionist and stuff like that tell you how much water to drink daily, and how much, how many you know how much, uh, especially carbs, carbs and fat, maybe not necessarily protein, um, because carbs help fill out the muscle, protein helps, protein, fats, and carbs help. Feed the muscle. They are the building blocks to building muscle. But carbs are the ones that fill the muscle out. Protein helps to repair the muscle. So unless you have some sort of tiny bit of carbs or fats in the protein, then sure, yeah, you're going to want to maybe consider a tiny, not much, but... This is why people do have nutritionists, so that when they go up on stage, they have the they their muscles so called air quotes pop when they get on stage. So yeah, when you're getting prepared for a show, you need to have the right right amount of meals, the right amount of meals, and food, especially carbs, or maybe not so many carbs, so that when you get on stage, your body looks exactly the way you want it to. 
I'm going to take that back about, yeah, 90% of the what you want it to be. Because no one, even the pros, sometimes they're not, ex- they're not 100, 100 or 110% happy with what their physique looks like on stage. That's why body, that's why, you know, that's why this this sport is so bloody, can be blo- so bloody hard and and draining at times. So, yeah, competing. Then you have to worry about your ferry or maybe you're flying, your hotel fare. Okay, now you got to worry about your meals. You you guys can pretty much put it together. So here are the essential, essential things for, you know, for doing well, bodybuilding, sleeping, eating, working out properly. Sleeping and eating is by far 60% of it. Maybe some, some maybe even say 70% of it. Whereas eating, whereas uh, working out is like 30 or 40% of it. So you could probably tell why, why the sport's so bloody fucking hard. Why do people, why do so many people do it? Fuck if I don't. I did it because I just wants to put it towards something different. Other than just working out. On this note, speaking about food, I need to get some food. So I'm going to put this on pause for a minute. Okay, so I'm back. Sorry about that. But I'm also going to have to restart this segment. Or, I shouldn't say restart, but continue on with this segment. (sighs) Because my time's running out. I realize this segment's only 60 minutes long. So, to end this segment, and to bring into another one. If you're thinking about getting into... Bodybuilding and fitness, competing in bodybuilding or bikini or physique or anything like that. Consider how much it costs. Because it could cost a lot. Depending on, even if you do it in your hometown, it could still cost a lot. You have, like I said, you have your food, your hotel, your travel, your gas, your spray tan gym membership supplements I don't how did I almost leave that out supplements cost a shit ton of money they can cost a ton of money and if you're not sponsored good luck I highly suggest doing it naturally (laughs) because those other extra supplements cost a lot and they just cost a lot if you want to have a little bit of a life outside the gym, just some things to consider. Anyways, I'll be back. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this part, this first segment. Anyways, we'll talk to you in a bit. Catch you guys in a bit. Later.